Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. You can find more of them like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search the KYMN Radio Podcast. of the Eagles is paradoxical. That is a band that should not generate the sort of controversy that it does. The music is not overly aggressive or experimental. It doesn't really call anyone out or explore overtly controversial topics. 
The Eagles catalog is filled with songs about love and relationships. When they veer off that path, the songs are about lonely cowboys and getting trapped in a mystical roadside inn. Even when the songs do get political, the messages are so veiled that they had to come back to many of us later and say, hey, that song was about Watergate. The music is highly melodic, but not simple, so there's a little something in there for everyone. And at no time did the band run off into an experimental jazz phase, nor did they ever challenge their audience with a hard rock album. Heck, they hired Joe Walsh to join the band, and they got him to temper his sound to fit a more laid-back groove. Even their name is sort of middle of the road. There should be absolutely nothing controversial about the Eagles. People should like them or not, and really not give it a second thought. Yet the Eagles inspire more passion on both sides of that ledger than most bands I've ever known. Some people hate the Eagles. Jeff Lebowski, the character played by Jeff Bridges in the immortal film The Big Lebowski, famously hated the Eagles. I've told people that I'm an Eagles fan and received looks of pure disgust. My boss, right here at KYMN, once played Hotel California on his morning show and then delivered a diatribe about how he had just realized how worn out and tired that song was. There could be no question that people absolutely hate the Eagles. Yet, they are among the best-selling bands of all time. In fact, in an era when nobody sells albums anymore, they are still among the best-selling bands. Their tours sell out all over the world, even as the number of original members continues to dwindle. There can be no question that people absolutely love the Eagles. There's just not any middle ground on this band. Unless you are the two hosts of the weekly list. The two of us, who famously disagree on the details of everything, are pretty much in lockstep agreement on the Eagles. We love the music, we don't really like the musicians. The Eagles were founded by Glenn Frey and Don Henley, two men who went on to develop two of the largest egos in the music industry, and folks, that's saying something. They have abused their bandmates, disrespected their fan base, and used their popularity to accelerate the cost of music to the consumer at a rate that was head-snapping. But that music is so damn good. So tonight, on Don Henley's 74th birthday, we're going to take some time to honor his work and the work of his partners, while at the same time, most likely, disparaging his character. The music is too good to ignore, and the egos are too healthy to ignore. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is The Weekly List. The love is Good evening, everybody. You are listening to AM 1080 and FM 95.1 KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of the Weekly List. Uh, Danny. Yeah. You got anything to add? Um, You know. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts? My thoughts? Um, Yes. <laughs> um. You, this is going to be one of those weird things because I think people are going to think that you and I are just going to go off on each other. And um, I agree with everything that you just said. Yeah, I, and, I, and I knew you would. Yeah, we've had this. We've had this. If, if, we've if, we've been, to, if we've been having the same conversation for, th- for thirty years, a solid two of them have been about the Eagles. Yeah, they have been. Yeah, and we've been pretty much in lockstep. And you know how I feel about the Eagles. Yeah, I do. Love the music. <laughs> Dislike the band. Yes, yes. You know, d- didn't didn't like them very much uh, uh, when they started charging me one hundred and twenty five dollars to go see them. See, and this is my issue right there. That that was the first. That was one of the first times. Um, Eagles, of course, after 
breaking up famously. And I remember reading someplace, oh, they, they quietly disbanded. No, they didn't. Glenn Fry threatened to kick Don Felder's ass during the last show. It's on tape. On stage. On stage. On stage. I can't wait I, till this is over, man. I'm going to kick your ass. Yes. Yeah, so they did not famously just kind of dissolve. They said, we're going to get back together when hell freezes over. Right. Well, and then... 14 years later. Yeah, it did. 1994. And they figured out, hey, we can make some money. And the the point about this, I I remember standing in your kitchen Mm -hmm. in Crystal, Minnesota, when they announced all... Or New Hope. New Hope. And they announced this, and I'm like, okay, well, this would be... You know, at that point, I hadn't really delved deeply into the character mindset of the Eagles. Mm -hmm. And... Okay, this would be cool. How much are tickets? One hundred and twenty-five bucks. What? <laughs> I, I had I had gone to see John Mellencamp uh, about a month before the Eagles tickets went on sale. Right. I think I paid. I can't remember. I think I might have paid forty-five dollars. Wow. So, and that would have been a high-end ticket, which was expensive. That was expensive. At but the time. this was Mellencamp at his absolute peak. Right. Right. And and. Uh, and uh, yeah, and a month later, the Eagles won well, 125. The thing that bothered me about that, and of course, all of us rock fans, and I want to say also these are 1994 dollars, right? Like, so 125 dollars in 1994 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And I remember kind of freaking out. And then Don Henley, when there was a pushback from all of us rock kids, he went and said, "Well, you know what." You're seeing five superstars, and if you go and see all five of us, we're going to be twenty-five bucks each. So, one hundred and twenty-five is perfectly natural. To which my answer was, "Then play for ten hours, Toll." Exactly. <laughs> you know that's not going to happen, right? So, you know, I'm like, this is it, it's. And the thing about it is after that, and I remember sitting in your kitchen and telling you, as soon as they get this, and they're going to, yeah. and people do that, you're going to watch ticket prices go astronomically out of the charts. And, and exactly that happened. And the next year, the Rolling Stones came through, and they were getting $400 yeah. a seat. All of a sudden, rock and roll was always about the kids in my mind. Yep. And all of a sudden, it was not. Kids couldn't afford that. Right, exactly. And as a result, you started seeing an audience that was... Much more well healed, yep. a lot more money, and yep. we're talking yep. about the separation between it, it, it in was, income and inequalities. The Eagles are tied into this in was, my mind. It was the start of of how uh, uh, rock and roll stopped being for the masses, right? And it's part of the reason rock and roll has died on the vine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And now this is why I think hip hop is so exciting, mm-hmm. is because they they kept the focus on, hey man, keep it for the kids, keep it for you know. And yeah. the best places to see music, go to First Avenue. Right. Go to your local places. Right. Right. See the up-and-comers. And a lot of times, you're going to see some pretty good established folks. Go to, playing... Imminent, go to Imminent Brewing. Yes. Yeah. John. Yeah. Or go see Matt Arthur and the Bratlanders. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, so that's that's where music has to live now. And the Eagles has, have, in my mind, been fundamental for killing yeah. a lot of that. No, I get, I get and that it. being said, I will also say <laughs> that if you're a music fan, you better own a ho- copy of Hotel California because right. that's a masterpiece. It is. It's it a is. masterpiece. Absolutely. You you must own that. And these songs, these songs are peerless. These are perfect and they're played so well. They're 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 unbelievable. They're like 90% of those songs <laughs> are they're 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 incredibly well crafted. They're immaculately produced. 
um, there's sort of a you can you can sort of read the progression of this band from from uh, that first album. First album, I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah, first it's, album, it's good. First it's album not is, great. is up and down. I think Desperado's a masterpiece myself. Yeah, it didn't lot, do as well. A lot the of people, a lot of people don't agree with me on that. I think Desperado's a Desperado was really good. I actually like uh, On the Border is my favorite Eagles album. Really? Yes. On the Border, really? On the Border, absolutely. Huh. Old 55, the title track, Good Day in Hell. Uh, I mean, those are it, all... It, I Wish You Peace is on that one, too. No, that's on one oh, of these that's nights. one of those Because yeah. that was a Bernie Leiden song, and that's, that's when Bernie that's right. left. So that was yeah. his sort of farewell. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I, I, like, I, 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 can't, I can't get around it. That music <laughs> is so good. Yeah. I, I can't, I I will not deny it, and I I have to, I, I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to deny myself oh. that music. I'm I'm just not. It's too good to deny it. Yeah. And I, this is where, and you and I have discussed this. This is where you have to start separating the art <laughs> from the artist. Like you you go watch there uh, a few years ago before Glenn Frey passed away. God rest his soul. Okay. Um. They put out that four-hour documentary. Yeah, History of the Eagles. Eagles right? Yeah, it's really Glenn good. And Fry was, str- give him credit, he was straight up and honest. He said, when we put the band back together, I called Irving Azoff, our manager, and, and I said, I'll do it, but only if Don and I get more money than everybody else. I know. What does that say? That was, that's just, uh. Yeah. How rude! I mean, yeah. aside from everything, you're going to charge 125 bucks for a ticket. Not okay, Don. Not everybody got 25 bucks on that. Yeah, no, you know, no. <laughs> Don Felder did not get. And no. by the way, I, I don't defend Don Felder in this. Thing. I read Don Felder's book. Yeah, I've seen the the, the documentary. I don't defend Don Felder. No, no, he had a lot of bitter pills in his thing. Don Felder is a whiny ass little yes. young man. Yes, yes, yeah. and. Okay, so the people I'm going to pick on today, I'm going to pick on Glenn Fry, <laughs> right. I'm going to pick on Don Henley, and I'm going to pick on Felder. I'm not going to touch anybody who was ever in Poco or Joe Walsh. Oh, very good, very good, because Randy Meisner was a, a good dude who has had uh, a tragic last five yeah. years. Timothy B. Schmidt's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Joe Walsh should be president. We, <laughs> should we, we, be. we should we should back up a little bit. When I, I mean, there's a little inner ball we're talking about here. Um, the Eagles broke up, well, stopped recording and stopped working together in 1980, got back together in 1994, uh, with the the same group that had recorded the final album, Long, the Run. Long Run, the Long Run. So it was Don Don Henley, Don Felder on lead guitar, Glenn Fry, Timothy B. Schmidt on bass, and Joe Walsh on the other lead guitar. Right. One tour, huge tour, massive tour. Right. Um, Felder was unhappy throughout the whole tour because he didn't like the uh, didn't like the setup, which I can understand, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, it's not like you're. I mean, you're Don Felder. You know, right? And and and, and Don Don is whiny as heck. And, yeah. And is and, and and he had been selling real estate prior yeah, to yeah, the exactly, recasting exactly. of the Eagles. It's not like you're Joe Walsh, man. Just, just yeah. sit down. And and he got fired. And by and, fax, they by, fired him by a fax now, machine. The way he was treated was crappy. Did he have it coming? He deserved to be fired. The way he was treated was ridiculous. I, I hate all of these people. Like, there's <laughs> uh, there's also the whole thing about how Don Felder is still bitter that he didn't get to sing "Victim of Love" on the Hotel California. Yeah, album. isn't that weird? And Don Felder, I've heard Don Felder sing. Well, he he had he was actually the first one to release singles because the heavy metal soundtrack yeah, that came yeah. out in '81. Yeah, um, all of you, and then 
what was the hit? The kind of hit. It, it was like heavy metal. Yeah. Taking a hitch, taking a ride on you yeah, know heavy metal. It, yeah. He does not have a great. He does not sing well. No, he does he not. Doesn't, but he was pissed off that he's a good uh, player. He was pissed off that Don Henley sang "Victim of Love" and not him. Yeah, it needed Henley's got the better voice. <sighs> I, dysfunctional people. Yeah. Uh, amazing music. Yeah. Okay. So All we right. open tonight with Seven Bridges Road. We're going. To, did did we talk about Seven Bridges Road? Not yet. Okay. We're talking about it now because we we're, we're going to have to move this along. The, we've the, got fifty seven minutes of music. Yeah. yeah this, this is going to go. This show is going to go long, and it can't all be about just us bitching about that. No. No. It can't be. Um, Seven Bridges Road. Like the, the Eagles, and and it, when did it? Use your words, Rich. It didn't matter who really was in the band. They were able to achieve a vocal blend on those songs. Oh, that is peerless. Yeah, and 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 um, you know, a lot of that is is uh, is Fry and Henley. Mm-hmm. Some of that is uh, the producer. Is it Bill Simzik? Is that Bill Simzik? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who was able to just just mix these things immaculately? But, but that was that harmony. From that uh, Seven Bridges, that that's was live. live. That's exactly. live, exactly. That was a, no, that was a song written by a guy named Steve Young, mm-hmm. uh, who had recorded it for a, an album in 1969, and he knew the Eagles, and they recorded it. I assume it's on the Hotel California tour. It might be on the Long Run tour. It came out in the 1980. Live it really album. depends if Meisner is singing or Timothy yeah, B. And I, I don't know. I don't you. think that they. I actually, I, I suspect that is Randy Meisner. But that's I'm what not, I think. I'm not sure because that live album was a mixture of the Hotel California and the Long Run tours. That's what I just said. Oh, you did. I did. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't listening. I was. I was thinking about something else. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> You've been distracted lately. Can't, yeah, oh, can't. shut up. <laughs> anyway, um. God. <laughs> anyway, play for ten hours. <laughs> play for ten hours. <laughs> okay. So, but that I I thought it was a really good way to open the, yeah. the show, just because it's it's such a stunning it's an unmistakable of, um, vocal blend vocal blend yeah it's amazing so, all right so next up yeah this next one was my pick this is the title track for one of these nights this was their fourth album there's just something about this i mean this this track it was it 75 75 75 um it's got this great bass part by tim or by randy, randy meisner yeah. just this great funky bass um and then the guitars come in and Don Felder and just the way that they approach. And it's it's got this kind of darkness. I always like this desert darkness feel mm-hmm. that I got from listening to the mm-hmm. Eagles records. Yeah. yeah. And so it's got that. And it, it's just, it's spine tingling in its confluence of visual images that you hear when you listen to the music. Yeah. yeah. So well, like anyway, that. from 1975, this is the title track to One of These Nights on 95.1 KYMN.
Smoking Joe Walsh. Man, dude should have been president in 76 he when he ran. Been. He should have been. And he actually did run. That's did. one of those things. I, you know, he think about that. Joe Walsh for president. Joe Walsh for president. <laughs> I mean, you, you think it was a big deal that Willie Nelson smoked marijuana on the rooftop of the White House? <laughs> Imagine Joe Walsh behind the desk in the Oval Office. Not even, I, I mean, Joe didn't even want that job at that No, point. but it was, it was a Gerald lot of fun. Gerald Ford didn't want that job in 1976. <laughs> that was, a, that was a rough job. Well, it's still a rough job, yeah. but nobody wanted to follow that mess. Anyway, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that was from Hotel California. And Pretty Maids all in the row. Yeah. I, you know, I'm so glad you picked that song because I was flirting back and forth about picking it. Yeah. And I didn't. And so I kind of played the sucker move because you went and well, picked it. <laughs> you, you're, you're, the, the songs you picked were all really Henley heavy. Yeah. So I figured I had to go out and, I mean, you, 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 you now the thing is you put. I put a bunch of solo you, stuff. You put, well, yeah, but you also put uh, Take It to the Limit on there which is a song i would have put on my list had you not oh. and in fact i've got some stuff when we when we get to take it to the limit i'm going to talk about yeah. that but like i had to go out and get all the other guys to <laughs> oh so so you got the yeah, so, yeah that makes sense glenn fry and timothy b schmidt and joe yeah. walsh are all represented on this right. show because of me that's right yes yeah I, i'll hey i'll cop to that it's i i understand it's don henley's birthday and i understand you want to suck up to him and all that but it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah i want to suck I actually up to saw don in henley. 1989 i mm-hmm. actually saw don henley perform on his 42nd birthday really yeah he played uh, the the uh the met center okay wait that was the end of the innocence tour July twenty okay. second, nineteen eighty nine. You and I saw them at least twice because were you were you did we go to that show? It's possible we, we went, went to, to that Alpine show Alpine Valley. Remember it was yeah, Henley Vinks, and Sting, yeah, Vinks, and, and Susanna Hoffs. It's Susanna Hoffs, and it was Sting and, and Don, Don Henley. Henley. Yep, and, and we, then I and we went also, and saw Don Henley later on at the state fair. I was with you at that show. Yes, you were. Yeah, so we saw him w- twice. Was our sure. buddy Otis with us at that show too? Or was he like he was at the show, but he maybe was sitting anywhere? Uh, I think my ex wife was with us. Oh yeah, okay. You know, I I want to take a moment in this show mm. and just acknowledge our mutual friend, yes. Michael Oakes. Yeah, Otis. Otis. I wouldn't be the Eagles fan I am had it not at Otis, who was a musicologist. Yeah, a brilliant musician, yeah. great himself, guitar player. Uh, had he not sat me down and explained, no, this is why. This is and like listen to this, and like he gave me. Uh, he 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 was like an adjunct professor. He gave me a yeah. high level course in the Eagles, and I've been a fan ever since. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So thanks, Otis. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So pretty maids all in the row. Love that song. Yeah. Just I mean, great. Really, uh, Joe Walsh doesn't get the credit for a vocal, and he really should. I have another quick story to tell you. Okay. You know how you're always giving me crap because I went to see New Kids on the Block in 1990, and well deserved. Yeah. But I know you were bringing your. Little sister. Do you know why I want to bring my little sister to the New Kids on the Block concert? No. I had tickets to go see Joe Walsh <laughs> that night. Who was, I, was, I was still in college. Mm-hmm. I was 20 years old. I was two or three months away from my 21st birthday. Okay. And I bought a ticket to go see Joe Walsh. And the day of the show, I found out it was a 21 and over show. Joe Walsh was? Joe Walsh was. It, it was a 21 and over Where only. did he play? The Mirage. Okay, I saw Joe Walsh play a number of times. Yeah, I, 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 so, oh, good for you. I saw yeah. Joe Walsh play exactly once with Ringo's All Star Band. Oh, okay. Anyway, but I had tickets to go see Joe, and I'm going to up your street cred. Hang on, hang on, hang on, okay, hang on. And and uh, I couldn't go. 
like I called the Mirage. I'm like, is there anything? Can I do? I like, you know, and they're like, no, sorry, we can't. It's just the law is the law. So I had to eat my ticket. You ate the ticket and you went. And to my mom, I was, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> was home. A- <laughs> I was at my parents' house because I was going to go to the show in the cities. And my mom said, oh, good. You're not doing anything. <laughs> you can take your sister tonight to go see New Kids on the Block instead. You know the thing that's really funny, and I'm going to throw you a bone of street cred on this. You got in trouble for smoking at that New Kids on the Block show. I did. I did. Somebody yelled at me because I was smoking a cigarette. I can't believe that you went to New Kids and you got busted for smoking. Kids, don't don't smoke. I haven't had a cigarette in 25 years. No, I, I, I wish I had never started to begin with, but right. I did. But I, I think it's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, that, and it was a little girl who asked me to not smoke. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Joey McIntyre just couldn't deal with it. Joey Joe McIntyre. <laughs> Yeah, Jordan oh, Knight. I saw. I saw. I saw Mark Wahlberg. No, no, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Before he uh, he he uh, did the bad boy thing. Before he went bad boy. Oh, remember he, remember he, well, he developed this, that whole bad boy image. Yeah. Was this the Hanging Tough tour? This might have been the. Hang- I don't know, man. It was. It was. It, whatever it was. It was spring of nineteen ninety. Early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Well, it may have been step by step, and it's sad that I know. That. Actually, I will tell you this: if you've ever seen like video of the, they're actually. You know, I don't want to talk about New Kids on the Block anymore on this show. Okay, okay. I just wanted to tell that story and 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 how I'm still bitter I didn't get to see Joe Walsh play Pretty Maids all in a row, which he played at that show because I know that because I was supposed to go to that show with Otis, and uh, Otis went and yeah. said it was a great show. Why Why didn't Otis call me and give me your ticket? You'd have to ask Otis this question. Damn it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, so yeah, the next song, I, I really am a big fan of Henley's first three solo albums. Yeah. Um, the song that we're going to play. I'm not such a fan of the very first one. The first one. Yeah. The, I can't stand still. I can't stand, I mean, it's okay. It's got its moments. It's got dirty laundry. The, the, the dirty building laundry the perfect good. beast and, and, and the innocent though are amazing albums. Yeah. They're both yeah. really good. And the, the song that we're going to play next is from, um, building the perfect beast. Yeah. And you're right. This is this is going to sound dated. The song is going to be "Land of the Living." <laughs> it is. It is. It, there's a very '80s arrangement. Oh, there is a lot of DMX bells. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a thing about this. Or DX I, bells, I should say. I, I I really like this sound, or I I like the song itself for what it's really saying because it's 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 a song that's a little bit more middle aged. It's not a young person song. This is the way that I interpret it. This is really a couple people that have kind of gone through the the weather, you know, mm-hmm. for better lack of a better word. And it's basically saying after surviving through all of this kind of stuff, it gets right down to the very simple things. It's not about um let's, you know, these grandiose dreams. It's very very simple. I exist, you exist. Let's live in the land of the living together. Let's exist together. Let's exist together in the land of the living. And that's what this song is all about. And so this is Land of the Living um, here on KYMN 95.1, The Oopsie.
Stay. 
was not the Eagles. That was the Flying Burrito Brothers from their 1969 debut album, The uh, Gilded Palace of Sin. And I think every listener who's everyone who's ever listened to a previous version of this mm-hmm. show will be shocked to know that I did not select that song for this show. I love that song. I, 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 I love that so song. So do I. And in my mind, the Flying Burrito Brothers were kind of like the template for the Eagles. Well, they were a precursor, that's for they, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that, I mean, the Eagles, in my mind, are relatively contrived. They started out, um, well, Henley was from Texas. Yep. He had a band, I think it was called Shenandoah. Yes. And Discovered by? Uh, Kenny Rogers. Yeah, that's right, Kenny Rogers, that's right. Yep. And, and then you had Glenn Fry, who was from Detroit. Who had worked with? Bob Seger. Right, exactly. And so, of course, they meet in California, and they, they really become Linda Ronstadt's backing Back band. Backup band, right, yeah. And it's... It, Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, moving forward. Chris, Linda Ronstadt. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> anyhow, the Flying Burrito Brothers, really, it kind of invented that country rock sound, in my mind, you mm-hmm. know? And what the Eagles did is, I think very cynically, looked at them and went, you know what? We're better musicians, and they are technically in a lot of ways in terms of proficiency. And they kind of went and homogenized and took the burrito yeah, they brothers. Did. And, and the thing that well, I they homogenized it and then they monetized it. Ex- oh, yeah. there, yeah. yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And this song especially talks about the cynical nature of what happens in music business. You know, on the thirty first floor, it's basically. The devil is Irving Azoff. <laughs> <laughs> Irving Azoff, who, of course, was the, the manager of the Eagles. And Henley used to say about Irving Azoff all the time, he may be Satan, but he's our Satan. Right. Yeah. So the, to have the Burrito Brothers as part of this, especially with this song, kind of, it's my little dig at the Eagles saying, well, here's what your precursors were. And then at the same time, they're singing a song about what you guys are going to do in time, and they actually did it. There's a great biography of Graham Parsons. I can't remember. I, I apologize. I cannot remember the name of the author, but the, the name of the book is 20,000 Roads, The Life and Times of Graham Parsons. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, uh, the author spends the last like five pages of the book pretty much ripping the crap out of the eagles <laughs> <laughs> well you're, and you're going to be i i will admit you're going to be a lot more knowledgeable on the burrito brothers you're also going to be a lot more knowledgeable on graham parsons well i'm 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 a i'm a dyed in the wool graham parsons fan. oh yeah i mean i've got we, a bunch we, of his we albums we did and a, i like him but we we by we i mean god and me i guess but but <laughs> i did a cosmic american music graham Par- the music graham wrote mm-hmm. he called it cosmic american music and graham was the guy who took sort of the uh, the principles um, of of rock music and applied it to country, mm-hmm. right? And and like like created the, created basically the guys like uh, today like uh, Chris Stapleton, uh, uh, Sturgill Simpson, um, even guys like like uh, Steve Earle, and, okay. and and to a lesser extent maybe Dwight Yoakam, but guys like sure. that. I mean, Graham was the guy. And Graham, there, those, there's no question. There's no, if there's no Graham Parsons, there's no Eagles. Right. No. Right, right. Graham was, but, but Graham, Graham made country safe for, or for, like the rock rest fans. Of, he made country safe for the future. Yeah. <laughs> and I will tell you this: everybody should own the copy of the GP album. Uh okay, but I would, I would actually say that the Fallen, uh, 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 Grievous Angel, Grievous is, Angels is his, is his last album. That one's also really good. Grievous Angel is. Um, that's mas- really good. Grievous Angel's a masterpiece. 
Yeah, it's, that one's really. I forgot about that one. It's amazing, and 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 they should also own Gilded Palace of Sin and and Burrito Deluxe by the Flying Burrito yeah. Brothers. They're, they, 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 and they should also own Sweetheart, Sweethearts of the, of the Rodeo, Rodeo. Sweetheart the, of the Rodeo. Yeah, by the, the by the Birds, which was uh, the 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 Birds album that Graham Parsons hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, Graham Parsons, inter- he would be warrant his own show. I mean, this is a guy. I've done. I've already, oh, yeah, you've yeah. already done that. Yeah. yeah. I Cosmic to. American Music. Show. I wasn't involved, though. No, I know. So well, I didn't get to. Yeah. yeah anyway, um, second, the second uh, Flying Burritos, uh, Flying Burrito Brothers album, Gilded Palace of Sin, mm-hmm. um, they had changed up the uh, the membership of the band. It was still Graham Parsons and Chris Hillman, but there was also a man named Bernie Leiden. Yes, that's and right. The Flying Burrito that's Brothers, right. who then a couple of years later left and become became a founding member of the Eagles. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Funny so, how they pinched yeah. him. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> that was that was the first of many such pinchings. It was. Well, it, no, it, it, no, because well, they had they had already taken Randy Meisner from Poco. From Poco, right? At, at the first beginning, yeah. so they, I guess they pinched both the Burrito Brothers and Poco, and yeah. so well, Poco they, was kind of like the class or the triple A team for for yeah, the Eagles, yeah, or at least for bass players. Yeah, yeah. for bass players. <laughs> <laughs> bass players who could sing high notes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Randy Meisner, Timothy B. Schmidt, both bass players in Poco, and of course. Pinched whenever they needed a new bass player who could sing those high notes. Speaking of Randy Meisner, yes. Hey, how about love, that? Love this song. This that's this we're play. song, I um, have loved this song forever and ever. <laughs> we talked about that. I used to smoke. Mm-hmm. My senior year of college, I had uh, my own little single. My own room to myself. Yes, I remember the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I don't even remember uh, anyway. <laughs> um, and I would every night before I went to bed, I would put on "Take It to the Limit," smoke a cigarette, and then go to bed. Yeah, you know, not bad. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, the, what kills me about this is Meisner's voice. If you listen to the end, I mean, oh. some people will sit and go, "Well, it just draws out forever in the last minute and a half." Listen no. to the vocal no. performance that Meisner gives here, and then really as it's fading out, I remember Otis and I we used to play this. And we had to isolate the track so that the song right afterwards would not come on, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> we kept turning it up, turning it up, so that we had the speakers on full blast just to hear, ah, you know, the yeah. very, very yeah, yeah, end yeah. where he's yeah. just full on. And how he was able to do that performance and not pass out at the end of it. And the re- we we learned the hard way because the first time we ever did it. The next song came in, and I think we blew a pair of speakers yeah. out. <laughs> you know, I this song um, back in the day when when before Randy Randy Meisner left the band after the Hotel California album, right. um, this song was always one of the centerpieces of of the set. In fact, I think it started to become one of the encores, and it was because of Randy Meisner's vocal performance. Actually, uh, Poco got got back together. Uh, in the early '90s, mm-hmm. and I saw them with Randy Meisner. Oh, they did this, they, and they they did they did take it to the limit. Yeah, oh, wow. it was pretty fun. And I bumped into Randy Meisner in the crowd uh, after the show too. It was pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Anyway, wow. so from the one of the night one of these nights albums from 1985. This is Randy Meisner and the Eagles. Wait, 1985? 1975. That's what yeah, I meant. It's really confusing. Yeah, 1975. One of these nights this is Randy Meisner and the Eagles with "Take It to the Limit." 95.1 KYMA.
got to hand it to him. I mean, Don Henley has had one hell of a solo career, or at least he did in the late 80s. Mike Campbell, man. Mike Campbell. That get the, that song. That song is and that was that was a song that Don Henley co-wrote with Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yep. And uh he actually co-wrote Campbell wound up co-writing a bunch of songs on the end of the Innocence. Too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And this was my pick. I just yeah. love everything about that. Mike Campbell, not only was he the secret weapon in the Heartbreakers. <laughs> I mean, it, first of all, he's a secret weapon in the music business because he appears on so many different things in yes, so many is. different places. Um, wouldn't how much would you love to hear a solo album with all these different vocalists coming in, right. and it's all his stuff? Well, you know, Mike Campbell's got a new band. Called, Does he really called the Dirty Knobs? Okay, we're, we're just talking about Chris Stapleton. Yeah, thanks to COVID nineteen, I did not get to go see this show yeah. last year, but I was supposed to go see it at Wrigley Field last August on my anniversary. I was supposed to go see Chris Stapleton, Jason Isbell. The uh, the High Women, which is Brandy Carlisle, yeah. and Mike Campbell and, and the Dirty Knobs at Wrigley Field. Wow, yeah, I didn't get didn't get to see oh, that wow. show. I'm gonna have to check that out then. Thanks, you, Wuhan. Well, yeah, you. <laughs> Thanks, Trump. Oh, yeah, uh, whoa! You had mentioned a cool concept. Wouldn't it be cool if Henley and Stevie Nicks went on tour? With I the have I have for years and you, well, yeah, for years now. Thought that Stevie Nicks ought to take the Heartbreakers out on tour. And, man, you know what? Add Don Henley into that mix. Yeah. Although, there wouldn't be enough room on the stage for Henley's ego. No, no. But uh, even just Stevie Nicks and the Heartbreakers. Stevie Nicks and the Heartbreakers. That would be such a great show. I mean, yeah, it would be phenomenal. They're, oh. they're, they're the perfect backup band for Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Well, and they, it, some of the stuff with Tom Petty, she wanted to join Petty she wanted, she, and the Heartbreakers in the worst she way. She wanted to join the Heartbreakers. And, she asked if she could. And, and, he, and Petty said, no girls. Yeah, I know, which is Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Wow. She was ready to leave Fleetwood Mac and join, join the, Heartbreakers, the Heartbreakers. If they yeah. would have let her. And, yeah. and I still think that's whatever, you know. She fits, man. She so fits in that band. We're going to do a Stevie Nicks show one of these days. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but love that song. And that was uh, 84. That's also from the Building, building the Perfect, Perfect Piece. Piece. Yeah. And, you know, you had said Land of the Living sounds a little dated, and you're correct. Um, that song does not Boy of Summer No, no And the thing that I really like is I remember at the time You know um, Out on the road today I saw a great or Saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac Yep And I remember being at that age And it didn't really hit me Until the Ataris the did Ataris a cover covered it, yep. And they said And I saw a black, black flag, flag sticker, sticker on yeah. a Cadillac And all of a sudden I went Okay, I get it oh, Now you're speaking my language I get, I get that it. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly All right Wise line what time is it, Danny? It's haiku time, and you, my my dear friend, are haiku rich. Well, thank you. Yes, they call him haiku rich. Did you know that? But, Across the land, they call you haiku. Is rich. that what they call me? They call you that. Do they really? Well, yeah. Huh. I mean, you told us to call you that, so, so that's what they call me. Okay. All right. We have a collection of haikus. Yes, you told that, me that sort of, sort of establish a narrative. Okay. Sort of. So this is this is like told in five acts, kind of like Shakespeare? Yes, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Nice. You ready? Alas, poor Yorick. Yes, I am. I just, I don't know. Okay. Just because you can write a song doesn't mean you deserve everything. Okay. You greedy bastards. I can check out any time, but I just can't leave. <laughs> Already gone, and best of my love, and James Dean, just from one album. 
The music is just sublime and heartfelt. Gorgeous. Gorgeous? Gorgeous. And interesting, too. I so love your band. But 400 a ticket? I so hate your band. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done, Haiku Rich. I think you, <laughs> uh, you you basically summed up my entire experience with the Eagles. <laughs> exactly. You know, you took it right from the beginning. Oh, wow. You know, all the way to the bitter end. Yep, exactly. And this is why I will never see the Eagles play. I did hear their sound check when, when they played... Target Field and Vince Gill mm-hmm. was doing the front fry part. I, I have he to killed you, on that. I have to tell you, I am intrigued by uh, an Eagles uh, going to see a band that calls themselves the Eagles with Vince Gill. I'm very I mean, intrigued by that. I am. I, I, Vince Gill sounded really good. They did New Kid in Town, and he rocked. That. I want Vince watch, Gill is great. I want to watch Vince Gill and Joe Walsh play guitar together. Wouldn't that be something? Think about that. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. As time has gone by. Um, I really have an appreciation for Vince Gill. Mm-hmm. So do and I. My dad loves him. Yeah. My mom and dad love him. They saw him play at the Orpheum right before pandemic hit down. Yeah. And you know who he's married to, don't you? Uh, he's married to Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Amy Grant. So we're going to talk about Amy Grant, aren't we? <laughs> no. I, I was super embarrassed one time. I was in college, and this girl I was super into came by my uh, my dorm room, and I was playing Amy Grant. It was really embarrassing. Oh, wow. That's a drag, man. Imminent Brewing. Yes, Imminent Brewing. It's a beer. It's a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tell me about Imminent Brewing. Imminent Brewing. (laughs) By the way, Laura, last week. Let's talk about that for a second. First of all, I got to give props to Laura. She rocked. And so, when again is the uh, the tour to save? Tour to save. Yeah. Last week, of course, we we, we did a uh, a show. Danny was kind enough to... To take hey, I had the week off. This step up, great, step aside. Uh, my my boss at, at Imminent Brewing, one of the co-owners, thank want to thank Laura Myers and Derek Derek Myers for for sponsoring the show, yeah. making the weekly list possible. We love Imminent Brewing. I love working there. Laura co-hosted the show with me last week, and we talked about this organization called Save, which is um, suicide awareness and voices of education. Right. And uh, they work very hard to um, bring awareness to suicide prevention and to educate people about the pan- the, the epidemic of suicide. Yeah. And, uh, and so there's this, this, this event on July 31st, Saturday, July 31st, called the Tour to Save, uh, which is basically it's a, it's a, it's a it's well it's five different bike rides you can go mm-hmm. on whichever course you want to go on um and it's it's to raise money for this wonderful organization that's great yeah that's really great you know get some good exercise too at the same well, time sure you know and it's and it's a community of people yes. and, and there's a lot of people involved who have lost someone mm-hmm. um uh, have been touched by by this horrible thing and and there's nothing quite i mean a lot of us have been there you know and some of those things and uh if you ever are feeling you, you gotta you gotta reach out to people. Get some help, man. Get some help. Please. I mean, it's... I promise you. I promise you. Doesn't no matter. Some you, just ask anybody. Somebody is going to anybody. Yeah. Anybody ask anybody. If you say I'm thinking about killing myself, I promise you, we're gonna get we're we're yeah. gonna you're gonna get. And some help. sometimes it's in the heat of the moment. Just. Five minutes, man. Just yeah. wait five minutes. You know, I, 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 I and then wait another five minutes and another one. <laughs> one, another one, of one. The, one of the really interesting statistics that I, I discovered last week is that eighty um, percent of people who experience depression, um, who 
ask for help, um, get better. Yeah. You know, like, like it's a high, high number. Well, if just, you're, if you're feeling bad and you ask for help, you, you, that help will come and you will get better. Well, if you're asking for help, that's a sign of a, a glimmer of hope. And that's all you need is just a glimmer. You just need a glimmer. Well, well anyhow, anyway. first of all, I really enjoyed the show last week. I listened to it live as it happened, and then I listened to it again because, you know, I was a little jealous because Laura really <laughs> rocked it. So Laura, Laura, Laura killed it. She man. killed she, it, man. She's great. She's so, great. Um, I would gladly surrender the chair anytime. You well, know? so and I know I will a year from now. So <laughs> yeah, you you heard that part. Of that. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah. And what was this whole thing about? There's nothing normal about Dan. I I got that tag. Do you want? Do you want to? Argue no, I don't that? want. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm I am abnormal. I understand this. I, I wouldn't say you're abnormal. Well, I'm I not say normal. You're super normal. What? Super normal. Like better than normal. No, I, I, there's nothing about me that's truly normal. No, <laughs> I like no, that. that but was but a good you're statement. you're better than normal. Oh no, God, man! Yeah, there, oh, see, you're see, not normal. See now, I'm tearing up. Uh, I'm a okay, so so okay. um, you Beer. know, imminent uh, brewing. We um, we're I, we're probably still about ninety percent capacity. Uh, okay. No live music this week. Uh, but maybe week after a week after that, we're not okay. sure, not sure exactly how. It, I just got to look at the dates. Um. Yeah. Uh, what kind of hours have they got well, right now? <laughs> tell, tell me the hours, Rich. On Thursday, mm-hmm. they're open from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Okay, so basically as you're listening to the show. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. maybe on Thursday. Okay. Friday, they're open from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Tuesday, or tu- Tuesday. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday follows Friday. This yeah, is how I, things work. I got to listen to that that Friday song so I can get my days of the week right. Jeez. Um, you know, this was a kindergarten test at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, the day I work, they're open from 2 to 9. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, they're open from 2 to 7. Okay. All right. Good. So, yeah. and uh, But not Monday through Wednesday, right? No. They're closed Monday through Wednesday. Dragon Squirrel Juicy IPA. Mm-hmm. Gateway Cream Ale. Chili. Gateway cream ale. Wait, okay, chili. Yeah, with chili pe- made with chili peppers. Chili peppers, got a so little, little spicy things. Got a, got a little heat to it. Nice. Yeah, uh, the Cannon River Pale Ale, Wolf Creek IPA. Go for the Gosa, in honor of the Olympics, which starts as you're listening to this. It starts tomorrow. We hope. Maybe. We hope. <laughs> Zombie Palm Sour Ale. Uh, which is a cranberry uh, pomegranate. Yeah, that's the one that I had, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's kind of. It was. It was good. It was okay. kind of wine coolerish. You're yeah, right on that. Uh, you yeah. know, pineapple mountain wheat. Uh, tomorrow, El Jefe is the is the food truck. Nice. Saturday, it's the uh, glorious return of Deep Roots Concessions, which nice. makes it's a north northern Minnesota type food. And Sunday, it's El Jefe again. Ah, yeah, that's a good line. So like Good I was line. telling you, Imminent Brewing is open 4 to 8 on Thursdays, 4 to 9 on Fridays, 2 to 9 on Saturdays, 2 to 7 on Sundays, except, you all know, just no no exceptions, 2 to, two to 7 on Sundays. As always, the information you need can be found on their website at imminentbrewing.com. Richard, what's the policy on masks? Because we've talked about masks at Imminent. Yeah, uh, I, so- I, and I, 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 will, I will tell you that I, I, I like didn't put that in there because I just... We're all so tired about talking. Right, about right. It, but, I understand. And, but, but you're you know, right. You're right. Okay. If, if you if you're vaccinated, 
you don't wear a mask. If you're vaccinated, we're not going to ask you to wear a mask. Mask. If you are not vaccinated, we are going to ask you to wear a mask, but we can't enforce that. Right. And it's really for your own protection. If you haven't, if you've made that decision to not get the vaccine, you should should be wearing a mask. Yeah. And and I mean, if you're paying attention, which if you've decided not to get vaccinated, I don't know. I don't know if you're paying attention or not, but if you're paying attention, the COVID numbers are going back up again. 99% of the people who are getting sick are not vaccinated. Yeah. Um, And this, this Delta variant, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah, it is. It's the real thing. And, and you know what? The weekly list endorses vaccinations. Yes, we do. And we would, there we do. I guess we do. We, 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 we we would encourage you to go out and get back. It is a personal choice. This is America. Mm -hmm. You are allowed to make your own decisions. We will encourage you though to, to go get vaccinated. Because, you know, I'm I'm honestly really hoping for the DNA change because I'm really still hooked on this whole thing of growing wings because I, I really kind of want the big dragon wings with the talons on the end. I think I've said that the before. The big leathery ones? Yeah. Like the like the, like 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 your like a metal album kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know how cool that would be? Never mind the fact that I would be able to fly, but I'm afraid of heights. So that's going to be a bit of a quandary for me. But I will be the lowest flying dragon winged dude ever. I'm not sure. Ten though, feet above the like, ground tops, like like, um, uh, like physically, like like to, by the laws of physics, I'm not sure that that would work. So why do you think that is the case, Rich? I mean, come on, I got wings, dude. I can't tell you why. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so right. coming up next off of the uh, before they went into hiatus until hell froze over. Yeah. The next song Rich, of course, is talking about uh, is sung by Timothy B. Schmidt, Randy Meisner's replacement in the Eagles, and from the album uh, The Long Run. Rand- Randy Meisner left the band, and uh, so they they looked to Poco. Once again. And said, the, who who, who you got playing, in that, playing bass in that band? And we got said, Timothy B. Hey, do you want to go out well, for lunch? hey, Timothy. <laughs> hey, Tim. Timothy B. Timmy, let's go out for yeah. lunch. And, and we'll pay. He went to lunch as a member of Poco and came back from lunch as a member of the Eagles. Yeah, and hey, sing this song. <laughs> um, and this is, I can't tell you, I can't believe I stepped in that. I know you did. You, you, you just hook-lined and sinkered <laughs> me, and I stepped real deep in it. That's what this show's about. I mean, this is the conflict, is you get me to step into stuff. <laughs> I love this song. I really love this song. You know what maybe my favorite part of the song is? Do you know who does the guitar solo? Um, um, I can't tell you why. Is it Fry? It's Glenn Fry. Yeah, that, okay. Glenn Fry plays lead. Yeah, guitar, it's pretty. And it's a it's really a good solo, good lead line. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, from 1979, the album while they rec- were recording it, they called it the long one because <laughs> it took them forever to record. It was this 18 is, months, wasn't it? Yeah, it took them a long time. This is from the long run. This is I can't tell you why on 99, 99, 95.1 <laughs> KYMN.
dressed all in black Went down to the station And he never came back They found his clothing Scattered somewhere down the track
1989 solo album that was Don Henley with New York Minute. That um, you know that song, it's a, it's a, it's a great song. It's one of those songs when when they started the Eagles started talking about getting back together. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few of those solo songs that I could absolutely in my mind hear. As Eagles, and New York Minute was one New of York. Them. Oh, yeah. no doubt. Another one was uh, the what was the Glenn Fry song that uh, he did for the Thelma and Louise? Uh, part of you, part of me. Oh yeah. Another, another. Yeah. You know. Anyway, um, and see, I always liked Henley's solo stuff a lot more than Glenn Fry's. I mean, and other than Smuggler's Blues, Smuggler's I love, Blues is a great song because I used to play that song when yeah. you know, my you know band days. I love playing that. That's, That's a good such song. a great guitar part. It is now. I, by and large, I, I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of of uh, Henley's solo mm-hmm. stuff. Better lyricist. I, I really do like the Glenn Frey's first solo hit, the one you love. Mm-hmm. I, I always like that song, yeah. but uh, but that was because I you know had a crush on Jennifer Lawinger. Oh sure. And, and, my yeah. my big problem. Okay, one of the things I'm going to pick on Glenn Frey a little bit okay. because this is this is one of the truths about him. Um, in the Eagles. Henley and Fry were definitely the two brain trusts. They were the power yes. thing. And one of the rules that they established early on mm-hmm. was that if anybody wrote any songs, it had to pass through Glenn Fry first to get approval, whether it's an official Eagle song or not, right? Yeah. And so one of the things about it is Fry would take the song and take the lyric and then like add a word or make slight vocal or slight alteration in the lyric. And as a result, the phrase, and he used to say this, is yep. add a word, take a third. And yep. he always got a third of the songwriting credit. Yep. So, I mean, that's where the money really comes from in music because it's all in publishing. Yep. You know, the recording is one thing, um, but as soon as it goes out and somebody else covers it, yep. you're, that's money forever. Yep. So yep. be a songwriter, kids. Really focus on the songwriter. Don't be a rock star. Be a songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Add a word, take a third. Man. Yeah. I just thought that was such a jerk move. So All ask right. Felder about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, next song is a song that has I've, I've uh, has uh, at times been my favorite Eagle song. I kind of come, come you back. You keep going to back it. and forth to it? Yeah. Um, 
I also it is also a song that has confounded and frustrated me. I cannot figure this song out on the guitar. It sounds like such a simple song, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't find that chord. I can't figure out what the hell that chord is. And you know, I'm not a very good guitar player, so like my my repertoire of chords is kind of limited. But it's um, I can't figure it out. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna have to. I've never I've never. It's a this... song. It's a song that I've always felt like I should be able to play, and I can't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's the last song on the On the Border uh, 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 album. Uh, and uh, We're may- talking, of course, about the best, best of, of my, my love. love. Right. Maybe, I don't know, in the, the, the pantheon of breakup songs, I mean, it's yeah. top echelon, right? I mean, it's it's got to be top whatever. It's one of the best. So, Okay. Yeah. I mean, some great lyrics in the song. Really pretty memory. Great harmonies. I would have changed a word or two. You want to well, well, yeah, add another it. word? Take a fourth. <laughs> I, I I am not rhyming very well. Yeah. Anyway, I need more coffee, Rich. I need more coffee. How we come? We don't have coffee here. I uh, well, because it's, it's like uh, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. You know, I could still drink coffee right now. One day you'll drive home after recording and find a white Russian there. Yeah. <laughs> very funny. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. From nineteen seventy four, the On the Border album. This is Best of My Love. 95.1 KYMN. Sleeping, but every 
Pain. 
So that was uh, the reprise or the reprise. How do you reprise? Reprise. That's how I say it. I, but well, I, you know, yeah, you, but you, you always correct me. I do, but I do think it's reprise. Yeah, I, I think I it's reprise. Think, anyway, that's a reprise of uh, Doolin Dalton's and and uh, Desperado from the Desperado album, and that's how the album ends. Uh, I've never actually played that song out of context before. Oh, I, I'll be curious when we go back and listen <laughs> to the show. I'll be curious to know if it actually worked. <laughs> I just, I really, I really like that. I, I and really it like gave you they, two songs yeah. well, at the same time. Did. I mean, it kind of did. It was, you know, we're supposed to pick six songs, and you basically picked seven. I'm just, go with me here. Go with me. I'm trying to cause controversy. So far, you and I, everybody was expecting a giant fight over the Eagles, and now know, this is a love I don't fest. know why people were expecting us to I don't know. go toe-to-toe on this thing. I mean, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't either. And there, there have been more than just a couple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. I, I was told a couple times today, you know, do not get into a fight right. with Richard. I was too. Yeah. I know. was too. And and I, I don't, I mean, we, we, we. We've both, been we, on lockstep eye to eye. We both this. agreed this like, that, that we're going to do the show because we thought it was low hanging fruit. Like I this know. is an easy show for the two of us exactly. to do. Because this is like baseball we, bats and pelting it. We know we know the we know this song. We know this music. We know this band. We can just talk about this stuff. Why? Why, why do people expect that we're going to? I, well, you and I have a history, and we we, we do we it's it's the tiny little fragments. It's right. like 
the Clash are a very important band. Okay, why? Well, <laughs> you're wrong. No, you're wrong. You've got to be kidding me. Mick Jones, no. Joe Strummer, nope. No, Topper Heaton. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, nobody would ever guess that. Right, right, exactly. The Clash were an important band because their teeth sucked. <laughs> you know, they're British dentistry. <laughs> exactly. Dental hygiene. Well, folks, this show has now gone off the rails, so we better uh, break it in for a landing. That's going to just about do it for this here edition of the Weekly List. If you like the show, uh, you can listen to it in a multitude of different ways. You can podcast it. Uh, by Stitcher. The Stitcher on Stitcher and, and Google and Apple and uh, Spotify and all other places by looking for the KYMN podcast. Yep. You can, you can uh, stream the show uh, off of our program page on our website at KYMNradio.net. Look for I, us on the Google Editorian. I, I have Hi. all of the old shows uh, archived on, on that uh, webpage. Uh, two years, a little more than two years now where the wow. shows on there. Yeah. I've been doing this. Am I hitting on a year now? No. Well, it kind of depends on how you, like, you were, your first show was a year ago in January, actually. You started, yeah. and, and then you you didn't do one for a while, and then you came and did the Live Aid show, and that just sort of became a little more and more frequent. I don't know, sometime last fall. Yeah. Maybe. No, I, I did one, no, I, I did. The David Bowie show was the one right before. Right, and, and I did, like, there were three holiday shows that I did that I did by myself. I did a Thanksgiving show, I did a Christmas show, and I did a New Year's show all by okay. myself. And then, and then you did David Bowie, and then. I didn't do David Bowie, you did. I did David Bowie. And I that mean, was great, I enjoyed that one. When are you going to do a, a weekly list show all by yourself? When are you going to, think um, you're going to ever fly solo on this show? No. You're right. This is, this is a rich thing. I'm still, <laughs> by the way, besides, I'm, I'm tomorrow's st- list is coming. I'm still working on. I, I, and here's the thing: in all seriousness, I got three in the can, and I keep listening back to them. And there's something that falls flat on it. And so, of course, I do my best thinking in the shower, mm-hmm. as is you know, as would be expected. Yes. And so, all of a sudden, I had this vision, and now I've got an idea. And so, I've got some microphone equipment coming, and I'm going to cut these things at home, and I'm just going to. I want to get a couple of them down. I want to get it right. This is the thing. I take this stuff very seriously. Yeah, I know you do. And I want to have it be right. It has to sound good. It has to be correct, and it's got to be the right you thing. Are, you are a perfectionist. Yes, I am a little bit. And i got to tell you something. <laughs> My favorite people in the world are perfectionists. Yeah. I love, yeah. love, love perfectionists. I mean, and it and should be a good show, right? I am not a perfectionist, and I have such respect for all of you. No, oh, well... Yeah, but see, at the point, the problem with the perfectionist is like, you know, art is never completed. It's, it's merely abandoned. abandoned. And you can't be a perfectionist can't, if you're an artist. You yeah, know? you know, it drives you crazy because yeah. I'm going to sit there and go, oh, there's a flaw there. There's a flaw there. And I, I've, I've come about, I think I got a better idea of what I want to do. I just need to, I need to stop humming and hawing about it and hemming and hawing about it and just rip it and rip it. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to end the, uh, the show with the, uh, the final song on the Hotel California album. This is my all-time favorite Eagles song. That's a good song. I love this because of everything that it says. It's, it's a complex song. It's called The Last Resort. Mm-hmm. The Last Resort. And I guess the thing about this is the Eagles, as much as I rip on them, uh, and Henley and Fry in particular for their capitalist and all of the money, stuff like that, um, Henley did a lot of things. His whole thing with the Walden Woods, right, right. I thought that was really important. Yep. It was environmental. The Walden Project, yep. Yeah, I thought that that was very important. But at the same time, he did introduce Donna Rice to Gary Hart, 
kind of screwed up a whole thing there for the Democratic <laughs> Party. Thanks a lot, Don. Appreciate that. Yeah, um, you know what, though? Gary Hart, man, he was dared doomed. the press to follow him. Yeah, he, so, like, he stupid. W- he walked right into that. Yeah, you did. You know. um, it's almost like I'm like he got riched on that, <laughs> you know, fall into something you step into. I, I, was, I was trying to go on that I can't tell you why. Thing. You're just going to sit there and, okay. I'm going to leave that, forget about it, edit that out. But this this song, I, I've always thought that there's some real interesting moralist kind of vantage point to this song. It, it comes from a certain perspective and point of view, which I think is worthwhile. And it also gets into a little bit of hot water um, as far as the church is concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty clear here, you know, mm-hmm. and the message is you call something paradise, kiss, kiss it, it goodbye. goodbye. Yep. So yep. good way to end the show, I think. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, um, thanks, Danny. Hey, this is fun, you yeah, know, and it's, it's always fun. Yeah, it is. It always is fun. And I hope that people had a good time listening to it. And if the Eagles are your favorite band, um, sorry if we offended you, if we ripped on them a little bit. And if you hated the Eagles... I hope that you discovered that maybe you can hate the Eagles, but you can't hate these songs. This material is too good. If you, I, I'll say this. If you don't like the Eagles' music, you probably don't like music. That's, that's valid. And everybody should own a copy of Hotel California. Everyone should own a copy of yeah. Hotel California. Anyway. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. And we will talk to y'all again next week for a very special edition. Yeah, and you're not telling me squat about it. the weekly list. It's Danny's birthday next yeah. week. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Wow. All right. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't celebrate my birthday, dude. We'll talk to you guys again next week. All right. Bye. Peace. She came from Providence, one in Rhode Island, where the old world shadows hang heavy in the air. She packed her hopes and dreams like a refugee, just as her father came across the sea.
Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety. 